This is our second time looking at Colossians 1, 1 through 2. I want to focus on Timothy, our brother. Paul, an apostle of Christ, Christ Jesus, by the will of God, and so now Timothy is being listed here along with Paul as a sender of this letter. That's significant. Why? Paul, an apostle of Christ Jesus by the will of God, and from me, Paul, and from Timothy to the saints and faithful brothers in Christ at Colossae, grace to you and peace from God our Father. So, Father, as we focus on Timothy for just a moment and the significance of who he is and why he would be mentioned here and why Paul thinks it's significant, if not necessary, to mention Timothy as the sender, teach us things about relationships, teach us things about the use of proper authority. I pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. So Timothy is mentioned here, and he's called a brother. Not a child, which he is several other places, not Paul's child, which he was in the faith, he was Paul's convert. Um, not a co-worker, which he is mentioned elsewhere but a, a brother alongside Paul. Now, several observations. Timothy, amazingly, is the only person in the New Testament who is listed as a sender of letters and a recipient of letters. Nobody else. Here are the letters where he's mentioned as a sender. Colossians, 2 Corinthians, Philippians, 1 Thessalonians, 2 Thessalonians, Philemon, all of them are from Paul, and Paul says, they're from me and Timothy, and in these also Silvanus. And, as we, of course, know, the letters to Timothy are 1 Timothy 1, I mean, 1 Timothy and 2 Timothy. Paul, an apostle of Christ Jesus, by the command of God our Savior and of Christ Jesus our hope, to Timothy, my true child, true child, you are my convert. I love you, and I'm viewing you in this letter as my spiritual offspring, or 2 Timothy, Paul, an apostle of Christ Jesus by the will of God, according to the promise of the life that is in Christ Jesus to Timothy, my loved child. I love you, my child, and I'm writing to you. So there are two letters to Timothy, and there are six letters from Timothy alongside Paul. Nobody else gets that distinction in all the New Testament. So who is Timothy? Here's where we meet him. This is a description of Paul on his first missionary journey around 45 AD. So Timothy's going to be his partner for 15 to 20 years. Paul came also to Derby and to Lister. Now those are towns in southern Turkey today. A disciple was there named Timothy. So he'd never met Timothy before, and he meets him in Lystra, the son of a Jewish woman, 
who was a believer, but his father was a Greek. He was well spoken of by the brothers at Lystra and Iconium, the Christians. Paul wanted Timothy to accompany him. So he saw something in Timothy that made him say, I want that man to be my partner, that young man who has significant weaknesses in his own timid lifestyle, as we will someday see in First and Second Timothy, but I want him. And he took him and circumcised him because of the Jews who were in those places, for they all knew that his father was a Greek, so he wanted to remove any stumbling block among the Jewish people. You don't have to be circumcised, of course, as a Christian. That's part of our freedom, but you're free to if it helps your ministry. So Timothy is brought into the team, and if you want to know the character of Timothy, you go here. Philippians 2, 19-24. I hope in the Lord Jesus to send Timothy to you soon, so that I too may be cheered by news of you, Philippians. For I have no one like him. That's an amazing statement. <laughs> he chose well, right? I have no one like him who will be genuinely concerned for your welfare. Timothy has a real loving orientation on the good of others, not just his own, for they all seek their own interests, not those of Jesus Christ. But you know Timothy's proven worth, how as a son with a father he has served with me in the gospel. I hope, therefore, to send him just as I see how things will go with me, and I trust that in, trust in the Lord that shortly I myself will come also. So Timothy is an absolutely extraordinary, loved child co-worker, brother of Paul. Paul loved to have Timothy along with him. So the question is, why was Timothy included here? Indeed, why was he included in six letters as the sender? Timothy didn't add anything to Paul's apostolic authority. He was simply a convert. He's the one who gets instructed in First and Second Timothy, not the one who gives instruction. So his, his instruction authority is under Paul, so he's not added here to increase Paul's authority. So why include Timothy in the person from whom the letter is coming? So I'm going to make a suggestion for you to consider. I believe that Paul was an extraordinarily wise and authentic relational person who understood that authority was not the only thing that commended his writings. Let me illustrate what I mean and then come back and apply it here to Timothy. So here we are in Philemon, and Paul is writing to Philemon to persuade Philemon to receive back his runaway slave Onesimus no longer as a slave but as a brother. And here's the way he does it. Though I am bold enough in Christ, indeed he's an apostle, he can require Christians to do what Christ instructs him to require, I'm bold enough in Christ to command you to do what is required. Yet, 
I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to use the authority push. Yet, for love's sake, I prefer to appeal to you, I, Paul, an old man and a prisoner. So he calls attention to his age, he calls attention to his being a prisoner, and instead of using his rightful authority, he chooses to appeal and exhort. That's very remarkably wise relationally, right? Now, I'm suggesting that when Paul includes Timothy, who is much younger, doesn't have any authority to get behind Paul and increase his credibility, is included here, it's because Timothy was with Paul, and his reputation, as we saw in Philippians 2 here, is simply stellar. It's beautiful. He's the kind of person he wants Christians to be. And so he features Timothy as a, as a brother. He's also a child in the faith. He's also a co-worker. He's loved. But here, he's a brother. And therefore, Paul is writing to the Colossians, not just with apostolic authority, but along with a, a beloved brother who has read everything I have written, who loves me and I love him, and we together are commending to you everything that's in this letter. Now, that's remarkable to me, and it teaches me a good bit about how to handle rightful authority, rightful authority in the home, rightful authority in the church, rightful authority in other uh, situations like a teacher or a boss at work. We, we don't, as Christians, simply sling around our rightful authority. We seek ways to uh, oil relationships and make the authority more soothing and effective. That's a remarkable thing that Paul shows here about his relational commitments and his wisdom in relating to his people.